you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. What is up, my squirrels? Welcome to another podcast of Squirrel Talk, found on the Stonor Network. Go to thesonornetwork.com to see all the other podcasts they have. There you go. I am your host, Vicky Licks. I am here from Canada. That's right. I'm freezing my tushy off. But I'm not alone. Sharing my freezer is my best gal, my daughter. It's, uh, who is she? Her name's Selena Vile. <laughs> freezing her butt off in a little parking lot. Razzmatazz. <laughs> Jam. <laughs> Jam. Jam? Jam. What's that jam from? Um, uh, it's a little Carol Channing jam tomorrow, jam oh, yesterday. Of course, Eva, I know Eva, that. Of course, that's my favorite song ever. But that's not what that, <laughs> is that what you were leaning from? Ras- raspberries. You thought I said raspberries. Well, listen, I say things and then you say things. <laughs> jam yesterday, <laughs> jam, never jam today. <laughs> that's a great, we put that on the podcast. Swirl Talk Podcast on Instagram. Check that out. <laughs> yeah, check us out. Check us out. Jam yesterday, jam tomorrow, but never jam today. <laughs> I'm just going to have you sing it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Wait, Carol Channing. Jam. No, it's not good. That's not it. <laughs> All right. How are you doing today, Selena Vile? This day of Tuesday, as a Tuesday would go. I'm doing all right. The sun is shining. The streets are plowed. Oh, did you get plowed too? Um, no. That's are you fine. trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a couple of days. All right. Well, great. You know, the snow <laughs> is building up, as they say. Yeah. As they say. I'll be honest. I'm... I'm starting to feel the the quarantine um, blues. <laughs> starting this- to. People have been feeling it in April and took you like a whole year. Well, I've been, fe- listen, I've been feeling it, but I've been learning how to cope and deal. But I'm also getting a little tired now and I'm wearing out. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, also, uh-huh. this is a hard time of year. End of January, February is always fucking hard. I hate it. And I hate it in a normal year. Never mind it's- in a COVID yeah. year. It's tough because it's freezing and you can't just go out for a brisk walk. Well, that was the thing when COVID first started was it was becoming spring. So it's like, you know, you could stay home, but you could also like walk somewhere if you needed to. Like, yeah. But now it's like, no, I have to stay home. (laughs) That's it. But you also have to leave the house because you got to walk Una. Well, and that's the other thing. I don't, it's so cold out. I don't want to walk. I got to have to, but fuck it. It sucks. (laughs) <laughs> how does she like the snow how does she like winter she loves the winter she hates the summer but i love the summer and i hate the winter so we're a very odd pair what a team she's just like me yeah she runs ahead of me in the winter with her leash and in the summer i i have to pull her oh sweetheart yeah it's too hot. i relate to her a lot more than i thought yeah you yeah you two are sisters you didn't know <laughs> we have the same mother i don't know how to i don't know how to shake it off though i'm i'm in this weird state of like how do i shake off the quarantine stuff now because it feels like we're in the state of like we're waiting for vaccines there's a lot of confusion still waiting for vaccines who knows when things are going to open if they will ever open you know it's so it's hard to kind of be like what where's the light at the end of the tunnel 
Where's the fucking light? There's a congressman in the States who got both shots and then got COVID. Oh, God, don't even start. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I just read the article. I think there's also a second one, a second congresswoman who got it as well. So, well, I mean, they're 95%. Maybe they were in the 5% that, you know, couldn't take it. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. That's the thing is we don't fucking know. Also variants of it. There's not, it's now, it's morphing, it's mutating. There's a British version of it. Oh, I know the British version is usually the better version, but it usually comes first and the Americans steal it. Yeah, apparently. Queer as folk. Um, Kath and Kim, that's Australian. Sorry. I don't know. The Australian version is doing very well. This is what I'm saying. There's some countries like New Zealand and Australia they are having full-on circuit parties. <laughs> they're doing great, but also keep in mind they're islands, right? Like they're isolated as a country. Like they're off in their own part of the they world. They have planes, though. People travel. It doesn't matter. Like, we but have- they restrict, baby. They're like they restrict real hard, and they make people quarantine in a military-watched hotel for two weeks before they let them out into the world. Canada Honestly, has not been doing that. We needed to do that. This is what I'm saying. It's like we're really we're extending everything, but we could have did that. Like. Yeah. There's just so many examples of like people who had this under control and then people who are just really exasperating the issue. I feel exasperated. Canada's doing it now. Now they're limiting all in inbound flights to four airports across the country and then they will have to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks. Oh my God. Now, 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 now. Again, it's jam yesterday, jam tomorrow, but never jam today. Never, ever jam today. It's <laughs> my theme for how I feel <laughs> with quarantine blues. <laughs> Anyways, oh. but you know what's keeping us going? RuPaul's Drag Race. So much of it. So much. I'm inundated. <laughs> I've been inundated by Drag Race and season 13. We started it off last week and now we're getting into it. It's starting to flow a bit steadier now, as they say. That's right. Um, we just had a ball. So let's we talk had, about it, yeah? Yeah, we had some Metamucil and the balls are flowing. <laughs> so let's get into her. Who went home last week? Kamora Hall for the first time. From the house of Hall. Uh, she will always be a legendary house. She is the official pork chop of the season. Yeah. And um, yeah, I felt like it made sense for her. I mean, she was late. She was also, but also I will say, I heard also uh, from a source that the clip they showed of her being late, she was actually already on the runway and the judges hadn't even arrived to sit to watch the runway yet. Yeah. So that was all Yeah. I heard that as well. Also, TV. remember when I like I harp on like the running order of like when they walk down and how like Kamora was at the end when she should have been after Joey. She actually did walk after Joey. Yeah, you harped on that. You harped it. I did harp. I har- I took out my harpsichord and I went. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but she, they so editing editing changed that for her. Also, it was pointed out that the scene where she was late at the very beginning, she's wearing dark lipstick, which she did not wear for the first runway, but she did wear for the second runway. Also, I heard that her ears were bleeding and she needed medical attention. And that's the reason she was late. Oh, her ears yeah. are, like her ear lobes or like her eardrums? No, her ear lobes, because did you notice um, in her, hold on, I don't I think it was not in the confessionals, but in the workroom, like her ears are really swollen, her ear lobes. I wonder, because maybe she was wearing 10-pound earrings the day before. 
Yeah. Yeah. They told her she, she had the strongest earlobes in the biz, but apparently they're not that strong. Oh my God. That's, that's frightening. Oof. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into the show. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about this. There's a lot that goes into the show that is pure editing. There's a lot that goes in that we don't know about. And, um, and we're just, we're watching a TV show, right? We have to keep in mind that this is all for our entertainment. Yeah. And um, there are some fans who take shit way too far. There's fans who found Candy Muse's mother, like birth mother, not her um, her drag mother, online and started harassing her. Like, oh, I just want to say to the fans, if you're that type of person who is going to attack not only a contestant, but their family because of what you saw on a TV show, you have to stop that. Like, you're not a fan. Stop watching the show. Log off. Turn your TV off. And just walk away and reflect because that is so, such disgusting behavior. I will never understand people's mindsets of this stuff. It's a TV no. show, and it's well, it's a lighthearted TV show at that. Like, um, I will never understand people that take this toxic behavior to another level. I just do not understand it. It's it's bizarre. I had an opportunity to interview Raja O'Hara, who got a lot of hate for her season, and she was absolutely lovely like when they're in that show they're in a high pressure high um uh, they're in like a pressure cooker and yeah. and like of course they're gonna act out because the producers are doing like psychological warfare on them like they're isolated they're not allowed to even talk to each other when the cameras aren't rolling because they want to film everything that's said like they're and they're away from their family they're away from their phone like it's it's a lot yeah, I mean, Raja said that on the show. She just wanted to hear from her family. She got really upset at Plastique about that. Yeah, uh, but I, the, the way the fandom works—if you're—if if you're part of that fandom, you're not a fan. You're a hater, yeah. and get out of here. Go watch something else. This is not the show for you. Yeah, and that includes even just like if you have something negative to say. Like I have negative shit to say, and I post it. Hey, listen, don't. We both have our opinions on the show. You yeah. have an opinion. You can have an opinion. Yeah, I don't but, hold an, I don't hold those opinions as my standard of what I think about these people. I like everybody. Right. I honestly love all of them. If I met them in person, I would love them. I accept my own opinions. I have an asshole. I like everybody as an asshole. Exactly. And be an asshole. Who cares? Say what you want to say, but don't bring it to them. Don't tag them in your post saying you think their look was shitty. They didn't deserve to win. They should have gone home. Don't bring that to them. They don't fucking need to hear that shit. Post it if you want to. Get other people's like opinions on it, but don't bring it to them don't tag them in your shit posts and also like if any either of us to get on the show we would both expect that you know we would both understand like people are going to have opinions about us too right you would yeah. understand that but don't, don't take it to that next level of like stalker <laughs> don't be yeah a crazy psychopath you know yeah i like how pre I like how Priyanka played it. She's very petty. If someone, like somebody wrote something really shitty to her like the first day, of, like the first episode, and she saved that tweet. And then when she won, she, ret she retweeted that guy. I was like, well, I won. Like, she's just so petty about it. And I love it. She also was really great at like ignoring the haters, but not everybody has that, has has the tools to do that like not everybody has the mental capacity to deal with the fandom that way let me talk about priyanka real quick a lot of people because we we finished canada's drag race and and stop we didn't really talk about what happened afterwards a lot of people disregarded her win yeah and said she didn't deserve her win and yeah. even people like trixie mattel have said that to her face <laughs> yeah it's crazy the amount of people that are like priyanka never deserved to win first of all she did 
Uh, she did, and she did win, and she fully deserved it. But also, you don't deserve to say that to somebody, okay? Yeah. You can have your opinions of like, I thought they did really well. I thought this person, you know, had a good chance of it. But you don't get to decide who won and who didn't win. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And I love how she handles it. Of like, you know, she does. She takes it in stride, and she doesn't. She doesn't dwell on it. She doesn't take it on. Right. And we should all be so lucky to have that skill. Yeah. So, but not everybody does. Good for not, you, Cree. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's get back into this. So speaking about Candy, let's start with Candy dragging Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I love to start with this. Because <laughs> here's another thing we don't see is apparently Candy had had conversations with Elliot about the way Elliot speaks because a lot of what she says are microaggressions and she doesn't really... I don't know if she doesn't realize it, but she doesn't really seem to be acknowledging it. And I think that's where Candy's point of contention with her comes from. Yeah. As a viewer, it seems that she just doesn't think her drag is up to snuff with everybody else. We're not getting that background story of like micro. Yeah. Uh, We're seeing that outside of the show. Yeah. So as a viewer, that's what we're getting from this is like, she just doesn't think Elliot deserves to be there because they're not good enough at doing drag. Right. Um, and but you know who's there to set candy straight? <laughs> <laughs> Tanisha Amon giving us a you better simmer down now. Simmer down now. Simmer down now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tanisha is giving me Sherry O'Terry, like, <laughs> yes, simmer she's... down now. Oh my god, she's such a Sherry O'Terry. Yeah, she's so great. But she's giving me so much this season. Uh, I love Tamisha Iman, and she is making great TV with Candy. Oh, so she's, but she brings this up because Candy says, Simone is my front runner. She's the one I have to beat now. And Tamisha's like, whoa, 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 Hello, I'm here. These girls are here. You're discounting us already. And I can see how that was, you know, it's insulting to be like, oh, this is my front runner because she's one. But you're like, oh, no, I'm here still. Yeah. However, Candy's like, well, I've seen more of what she can do and she's already won twice. So like, yeah, of course she's my competition. And that makes sense to me. Like she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't know what all the other girls can do. So she's basing that statement on what she has seen so far. And I think clearly Tamisha just does not care for Candy Muse already at this point. (laughs) She's made her her mind up. Yeah. And I think it, it comes from, she says it, was it last week where she said, I'm listening. I'm just like sitting back and listening to everybody and taking it all in before I make an opinion. Yeah. And she's that's what it opinion. is. It's like, she's heard them talking shit a lot. And I think she doesn't appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's kind of her, Tina and uh, got maker kind of a little click, right? Yeah. All right. So I guess we get into, well, we also see, I think she de-drags, uh, to me, she de-drags. We get to see her breastplate for the first time. Yeah, we see how high it goes. Yeah, this is this is like an old. This is a real old school breastplate. This is from like the nineteen hundreds. I wonder old. how long she's had it. This must be an original. Like they must have based all the breastplates off this one breastplate. <laughs> <laughs> an original Tamisha Iman. Uh, yeah, it it sits real high, but it looks real. It looks like it's got a lot of padding around it, which is you know important for your neck. But that's yeah. why we're losing your neck is this breastplate is just so thick around the neck. Yeah. Yeah. She needs, she needs to accentuate that neck more, mama. Yeah. I need some more neck from you. But you know what? That's fine. We saw your breastplate. I see what's happening. Yeah. Now we know. Now I know. The, the curtain, the veil has been lifted. 
<laughs> that we've seen the inner workings. Um, so Rooster comes in. Rooster. Rooster, the rooster. And she announces a mini challenge where they all get to dress up as babies and dance around. Oh my God. I have to tell you, this is the creepiest, most unsettling. I don't even, this, did this go on for five minutes? It was the most unsettling television I watched. I did not enjoy this. This was not I a didn't... limbo challenge. This was not a limbo challenge. It's not the limbo challenge. We had a very high high on Thursday and a very low The low bar low. had been set with the limbo <laughs> challenge. And then they dropped the bar real low. How low can you go? They said to RuPaul. And she said, let me show you. Let, let's, um, let's dress grown ass men as babies. Now, <laughs> what was the point of it? I didn't listen to her explanation and I hated the entire segment. I hated it. So they were all also asked to bring baby wear. Okay, but were they? Because I thought that, and then a lot of them were wearing the same print bonnet and stuff. Or did they all just go to the same store? I think they all just bought the same baby print. <laughs> I, I yeah, they, there's no way they all bought these. Um, this is like because the UK they were all asked to bring their carnival wear, you know, as they did for the limbo, and then they were all asked yeah. to wear their baby wear. So they all brought their own stuff. And people yeah. like uh, Joey J was like, you know, a real, a real, a real sexy baby. I mean, that was a baby that I was like, ooh, girl. That's when I dive into the fetish. I'm like, okay, I'm into this now. I'm into diaper play with you. It was like, give me, the, give me some oil, honey. Give me that baby oil, some baby powder. Yeah. Candy was just drooling at the sight of Joey. Joey was a cute little baby. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of scary babies. And I didn't like that. Do you know what the point of this was? Just for them to embarrass themselves just as babies. Was there an explanation? <laughs> no, just RuPaul wanted to <laughs> laugh at them and make them dress as babies. I hate this. <laughs> I really hate this. This is like, this is a nightmare. Yeah. If I was there and they were asked, be like, Vicky, can you dress as a baby? I would be like, um, no, I'm, I'm, go I'm leaving, bye. Let me tell you, the world wants to see you in a diaper, though. Like, the world wants to see you do that. <laughs> Listen, that, that diaper is full, honey. If anybody should be doing this challenge, it's if you. Any, if anybody does a, a splat, listen, everything is going to go splat. <laughs> now, the winner of the challenge is a very tall queen. It happens to be Lala Ree. Lala was the best baby. I don't remember what she did because I did not keep my eyes on the screen for this segment. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm rewatching it right now. I can't. Tamisha just as a baby. This is too much for me. <laughs> this is, she is an icon. She is a legend. <sighs> this is beneath her. <laughs> All right. So that's it. So Lala wins. What happens? Um, they're they're told about their child. What did she get anything for it? She I think she won. A, she oh, won she firstqueen.com something or other. It's a lot. It was a lot of money. It was like five thousand or something. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Um. So the the main challenge is going to be a ball, darling. The ball. A bag ball. Yeah. And the bag ball. That's it. I wonder if that played with the babies. No, I don't think that had anything to do with it. No, let's have a baby ball. 
they, why? No, 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 no more babies. No more babies. <laughs> I don't. It's it's creepy. I, I didn't like when Pokemon trees did it on season five. I don't like it. When I grow up, oh wait, she did the. She also did the um, ventriloquist doll. That yeah. was also creepy. That was really creepy too. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. She's a creep. Um, okay, so yeah, they have to do. They have to present three looks on the runway, which are, remind me, the mixed bag, which is kind of like uh, any ball themed look that you already right. brought. Right. The money bags. So I see ho, uh, a rich bitch. Uh huh. And then your own couture bag ball, uh, big look. I made out of bags, any bags that they have available. Right, variety of bags. Right, yeah. Cool. That's that. And also, just I need Tina to change her her look. This she looks like a pylon. She looks like <sighs> I can't look at her anymore. I don't. Want I know to she's she's really hard to look at. Like I want to like her, but like this yellow hat, this like construction worker. I don't know. It's too much for me. Yeah, you need to let the color scheme go. Like we get it, we've seen it. I'm done with it. Yeah, and then she's got a fake tan on top of that. It's like stop burning yourself, tea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm burning up. I would love to see her laying on a beach though, just like frying in the sun. <laughs> There's Tina burning. <laughs> Tina, uh, bring sure, me the tanning booth. <laughs> bring me the baby oil. I'm sure <laughs> Graham Norton knows very well. Indeed. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're getting into the bag ball. And we're getting into a lot of, uh, it's like Drag Race UK. We're getting into a lot of workroom sewing stuff. Yes, which I appreciate. I enjoy it. Yeah, I like when we're in the workroom, we get to see the net dynamics working with each other. I like it. Yeah. The first thing that stands out to me is that Utica goes to help Lala. It looks unsolicited. It looks like she just walked over and was like, let me help you. Um. I would and like she, to clarify with Utica because I was giving her like this, like, oh, she gives me anxiety. I've, I've, I've since lost that impression from her. Good. I, I feel like, yeah, she's. I her first impression was a little anxious. Uh huh. I'm anxious talking about her. Can you hear it in my voice? I can hear. I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> but now I feel like she's calmed down. Now she's like this wonderful little uh, hippie grandmother, you know, coming out of her tent to help the others. Yeah, you get her a little bit more. Yeah. Her and, and Kimora released a really great video. Well, it's almost great. Um, where Kim, they reenact uh, Cher and Carol Burnett, one of their acts. And they look amazing. They look incredible. Kimora Hall is not the greatest lip syncer. She lip syncs the wrong part and they still made it to the video. <laughs> like, I don't know why they didn't just retake that. <laughs> she leans hard into the Carol Burnett, this, this Utica. She really does. I never would get from her drag that she's Carol Burnett inspired, but on the show, I'm really seeing it. I love that she's like this young 20-year-old that was just like what, in, sitting in Utica, wherever Utica is, Minnesota. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and her parents are like, put on the Carol Burnett for Utica. Let her watch yeah. something. And she just grew up on Carol Burnett. I, I like that. I think the best thing you could do for yourself if you have children is to give them old references, like show them oh, yeah. the classics. Like I used I, to watch I Love Lucy with my mom. I watched the Carol Burnett show. I, um, my mom used to buy the VHSs of the Beverly Hillbillies, Gilligan's Island, Green Acres. Did she buy them off of Columbia House? Yeah. 
Yes, that's where we got ours from. So we had those VHSs, and that's all I had. We didn't have TV really, so I just watched, rewatched those episodes over and over. Like I could tell you about all about Ginger. So, Mr. And Mrs. Howell, don't get me started. I watch them every morning on TBS. Gilligan's yeah. Island, The Brady Bunch, The Adams Family, it was all there. Yeah, the classics are good. Start with the classics. Yeah. I just introduced my niece and nephew to Sister Act 2, and I was very happy. And the original Sister Act, they watched them both. Wow, they would love that. They did. Um, and Lala loves that Utica's helping her. She's not even, like, pretending to take it all in. She's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, just thread that machine for me. Lala's like me, where I'm like, I can't be bothered to thread this. Get out of here. I'm just like, you do yeah. it. Go ahead. You want to go? Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gottmik is helping out Simone quite a bit. So Simone's um, pressed because she's served some really severe looks so far. Yeah. And she is not a sewer. And she is concerned that she is going to let herself down, being able to construct something that's up to her standards. And I appreciate that she's got high standards. Oh, me too. And I appreciate that she knows she's not like infallible. Like she knows that she has her weaknesses. She knows where they are. Um, one thing that makes me not worried about Simone is that she has a taste level. That's so, like, it. yeah. That's it. Like, yeah, you could be concerned. That's the thing with a lot of people who know that's even if you know how to sew, uh-huh. you could not have taste. So you could sew something really ornate and crazy, but it's like, this is God ugly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Whereas somebody who at least understands taste and fashion and just has an eye for things like Simone clearly does mm -hmm. can make anything work. Yeah. It was said, I remember when, when um, uh, Yua Kamasaki was on season 10 and she talked about how she made a lot of clothes for girls in New York. And then the girls in New York were like, she sews, she doesn't design. She like, she can make the clothes, but her, she doesn't have the best eye. Yeah, that's just like the delineation we've been making with like a lot of drag designers. They recreate a lot of looks where there's a lot of people that come up with conceptual looks, you know? Yeah. Um, one of those people whose taste level is questionable is Tamisha, who does make all her own stuff. We finally get um, information on whether she is actually Lala's drag mother. Do you remember the story? Did you hear it? Yeah, I was watching. All right. So basically, oh, I have to re now. I have to tell you it. I have to prove that I was listening. Well, you have to tell the I can tell them, but I want to see you. I want to give you an opportunity to talk. <laughs> you don't believe I'm just paying attention. No. So Tamisha put Lala into drag for the first time, uh, yeah. like five years ago, and then Lala didn't really do anything after that. And then recently, in the last two years, she took up drag again, but she didn't really consider herself as part of you know, the Mon Dynasty, because she did it separately. So Tamisha technically put her into drag for the first time, which is why she considers her her daughter. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, if that's the case, I also have a lot of, well, there's a lot of Lexus running around. <laughs> and there are. <laughs> Your little swimmers are just taking off. Um, uh, one fun thing is that I don't think they get along. It sounds to me yeah. like Lala makes it sound like they haven't spoken in five years. She said earlier that Tamisha likes to fight back in Atlanta. It seems to me like there has been something of a falling out, but at this point, they're just kind of like disassociated from each other. Yeah, it seems like they're not, there's not a lot of warmth there so far. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, from Lala, I would say Tamisha seems to be like, yeah, she's my daughter. I like her, whatever. But Lala seems yeah. to have some reservations. Yeah. What then what what then what happens? 
Well, they have a ball moment because Utica has never been to a ball. Of course, she wasn't, wouldn't have. She's from a small town. I love this. Utica's like, I was just busy watching Carol Burnett the whole time. I had to go to the ball. I, really <laughs> to, I, I always wanted to go to the ball. She was like Cinderella. She went to a ball with Sin Conway. Is that I the did, same ball? I've had mice. I've had mice and birds help me for years help my outfits, but I've never been to the ball. <laughs> God bless this little creature. Um, so Tamisha's like stepping up. She's like, "All right, balls. This is me. I I was a ball girl before. I was a drag queen." Yeah, Let's she takes on that this. announcer. Yes, category is. And uh, I love this. And so they have a little. Uh, they have a little ball. They throw a ball yeah. for themselves. Yeah, it's fun. It's very fun. So Rue comes in for her walk around and she pulls them each to the table two by two. Two by two. It's Noah's Ark. And uh-huh. they're bringing up their fabrics to just kind of explain what they're doing with her. I mean, they're not really giving uh, a lot of information to Rue for Rue to give any feedback necessarily. Because, I mean, Gomic brought over two scraps of fabric. <laughs> so it's like, use your imagination, Paul. I mean, that's kind of all she ended up using. This is true. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. Um, yeah, Simone expresses her doubts to Rue about her own sewing, and she gets some advice from her, which I don't remember what it is. Self-saboteur. Mm, that's the one. She has her self-saboteur conversation. <laughs> which, yeah. You know, we need these conversations because we always forget. Our self-saboteur always comes up and, you know, is knocking on our door. So we need to constantly be reminded of like, don't let this person tell you you're not, you're not better than. Yeah, exactly. And that voice comes from within and you have to shut it up because the only person that you're working against right now is yourself. I feel this voice all the time. Do you feel this voice? Uh, in certain areas, I'm overconfident in other areas. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like I feel this voice pretty odd. I mean, sometimes I'll have a little bit of confidence, but then, then I always knock myself <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm like, no, you suck. You're nothing. No. Ugh. The voice is just really heavy and it's hard to balance that voice. Right. So it, it's a, it's a struggle. It is. You should write in big print on your wall, uh, interceptor. I did once. I wrote something like you are amazing. Aw, <laughs> it's like Vesepia when she won Survivor, she had written on her desk at work, I am a survivor. And then when she got there, she wrote in her journal, I am the survivor. Oh my God, Vesepia Towery, she knew. That she was manifested it. That was one of the greatest winners and she's so underrated, but that was like a great, I loved, I loved that season. She was my pick from the beginning. I was like, I'm going to put my money on Vesepia. And she won. Oh, she was, no, because the black women on that show were always going out episode four. Yeah. Remote, not Ramona. Ramona. Was that Ramona? Was that season one? Ramona, season one. Season two was oh, Alicia made it to the Alicia. Merge. Uh, she made it to the merge. Yeah. Season three was uh, Linda. Season episode four. Remember when she drank the blood? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Mother Africa. She downed that blood. And then, uh, yes, Vesepia was just like not. I didn't think. Yeah. There's. They just didn't allow for the black woman to really represent them that show until Vesepia. Yeah. And then she showed them all. And Sean was so good too. Sean Rector, he was fun. My favorite part of that season was when that alliance flipped. Like when they were the underdogs. Oh, iconic. And then they, oh my God. When they, when they got everyone to flip and then, oh. And then they went to the waterfall and he started singing Brand New Day. And then he went on Rosie and they talked about his musical theater background. That was amazing. Oh, that was a time period I love. 
Mm-hmm. Then Rosie hosted the reunion after she came in on a ski do. Yes. <laughs> was Zoe season four? Yeah, that was Zoe Zanadakis. So I went to the David woman. Letterman show in 2002 and, um, and it was around the time where he had to, he was like contractually obligated to have the survivor eliminees on the day after, but he didn't want them to be in his studio. So he made them go to Rupert's, the deli, Rupert's deli. And he interviewed them via camera from there. <laughs> and I was there that episode that Zoe was on. Zoe was the most boring character. She was like the least memorable survivor of all time. She's terrible, but you remembered her. Well, I remember everything. Nalia. I only remember her because I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> Nalia was backwards for Helen. What's that? N- you remember Nalia? Yes. Yeah, her name was backwards for Helen. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's what that name means? Why? <laughs> it was listed on the profile on CBS.com. Oh my God, Nalia and and Pascal. Spent a lot of time. Pascal English, the judge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, back back to this. I mean, this is. Oh right, right, right. We're here for Jackers. By the way, just a quick note: there's no Survivor this year. This is maybe why I'm also having that the quarantine blues. You texted me in the middle of the night last night, and you were like, "This is the first year without Survivor." (laughs) I was like, "What's going on? They can't find an island, isolated island." Oh my god. <sighs> it's too much. I need my Survivor. You'll have to watch reruns. But we're watching Survivor with Drag Race because they're voting each other off nowadays. That's fine. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. we're, we're getting to the mirror moments, right? We're talking in the mirror? Um, yes, let's go to the mirror. All right, we get a wonderful moment with Lala and she brings up Black Lives Matter. Uh, because I think the show started filming in July and Black Lives Matter, the movement had really exploded when George Floyd died, which was the end of May, and went all into June, and the protests were everywhere. Um, and they were, it was it was all over the news, it was all over Twitter, it was like taking over the media. And so, of course, they would be talking about this because it's still very fresh for all of them. And it actually was still going on while they were in the workroom. It's room. still going on. It's still happening right now. Yeah, not to the same level as so what we were seeing in the streets in the summer, obviously, because it's winter now. But yeah, it's it is. Uh, and it should still be going on. We should still keep eyes on it. But she talked um, about her own experiences with it as well as like, you know, being in Atlanta and like having somebody else die uh, very close to her. Yeah, well, Rayshard Brooks died and he and he the, the place where he was killed was like two blocks from her house. Yeah. And it really brings it home. It's like, and somebody said this in the work, I don't remember who said it, but like, oh, I think it was Tina saying that we don't like during the protests in New York, like they felt really uncomfortable leaving their house because they didn't know what was going to happen, like concerned for their safety. But trans people, specifically black trans people and black people um, don't have the luxury of leaving their house every day feeling safe. Um, and they go through that every single day of their lives. Yeah. Bringing up black trans, uh, black trans people as like, are the most at risk, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole black community is at risk, but the black trans community especially is just really, that's where most of the deaths are coming from. And there's not a lot of attention being put on the black trans community, right? That's right. So um, we're hoping with this show that more light can be shown upon them and that we need, I mean, there just needs to be more uh, news coverage of the black trans community in, in this yeah 
I know I, I kept I could I was glued to my phone to the media during all of this, and there were drag performers like Marty Gold Cummings in New York who was getting arrested and getting beaten by cops, and is very vocal and like and like Candy was protesting Tina like it's we as drag as drag artists have a platform we have people watching us and we kind of like priyanka said it on her season she's like that we are kind of the mascots of the queer community yeah and, and people and- yeah people look to us a lot for like leadership and uh and like where to turn politically as well listen you go back to stonewall marsha p johnson was the one who really kind of got that started whether you want yeah. to argue that with me you can but that's that's the fact uh, people like Sylvia Riviera. I mean, there's so many people that uh, are just the catalyst to change. And drag artists are no exception to that, really. You know, and, and all through the 80s, through Act Up with AIDS. And yeah. Drag artists are, that's what I feel charged with as a drag artist. It's not just the fun, the comedy. I love that stuff. But it's also just being an activist is so important to me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not Black. Surprise. I'm not Black. But what? <laughs> You can still be an activist for those movements. You know, you you still stand for the people that you need to help and also stand back to let the voices that need to be heard be heard. Yeah. So yeah, that's part of what happened last summer is I wanted to step back. I wanted to hear all the black drag trans artists speak. I wanted to hear what they have to say. And I still do. And I think it's important that we support them in, in going through this moving forward. Mm-hmm. Here, here. As a drag artist, we are all charged with activism. Get your asses up. Do what you need to do. Make those changes happen, okay? You have a platform. Done. Done and dusted. All right. So also, so after, I don't know if this is before or after this, some gay queen comes on the TV and has a bag. Oh, it was before this. It's a coach, the coach, the creator, director of Coach. Here comes Coach. What's the theme song for Coach. I don't know. I hated that show. <laughs> I hated it too. It was Craig awesome. T. Nelson. Ugh. <laughs> this guy looks like a gang trick, Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Some queen just shows up on the TV. I'm like, hey, girls, I've got coach bags for you to carry on the runway. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they have to design them to fit their outfit. Oh, God. This is pushing it. All right. These giant fucking coach bags. These aren't even like little clutches. These are like, like a, a two by four yeah i mean i like the purse i do like it it's just like it's like one big advertisement for coach i hope coach put a lot of money into that i hope so yeah all right so that, that that's happening so they have to have a purse for the money bags look yeah and uh candy also says she wants to lock joey away in her basement her sex dungeon basement her, she wants to flood her basement candy's just saying what we're all thinking she is here for the little joey baby yeah she's saying it i hope joey's safe (laughs) i hope joey has a safe word (laughs) Uh, candy that's it (laughs) give her some candy don't give her some candy stay away from the stranger joey (laughs) (laughs) run joey run (laughs) all right Um, i guess we're getting into the runway right we yeah, let's take a break way. before we do, though. I need a, I need a pee we real a, bad. We have a 36-look runway to get through. Ay, ay, ay. It's going to be a flash flood of cuts and nuts. Uh-huh. 
All right, we're going to do it right after the short break from our sponsor, who is actually here. Selena has emptied her bladder. We squeezed it. She had a bladder bag. Uh, what are they? I drank called? it. What are those called? The bladder uh, catheter bag. Catheter. Yeah, I was going to say colonoscopy, but that's the wrong end. Colostomy bag. Yeah. No. Have you ever yeah. had? A, have you had a catheter before? Never, and I don't want one. I had a catheter. <laughs> um, it was fine when they put it in. I was under, so I didn't feel it going in. But oh my god when they took it out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i will never forget that feeling how long was it in for oh <laughs> uh, a good couple days <sighs> did you not feel it during the days no because i just had to pee into it okay let me ask you a question yeah it's gonna get like did you get an erection at any point what no i was like on morphine <laughs> i know but like there's like you know, like morning heart, like, you know what I mean? Like we, like no. erections happen involuntarily. I couldn't feel anything below my waist. I literally was like numb from, no, no, I was numb from the neck down. Okay, good. I could have had one. I wouldn't have known. I see. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. I was like, it's from my major, my major surgery. So I was under for like a good, I, it was a 12 hour surgery. So I had a lot of, you know, drugs. Wow. But boy, did I have that catheter. <laughs> Did you get to keep it? I asked, but no. <laughs> <sighs> well, speaking of catheter bags, this uh, runway. Here we get into all, uh, many, many, many different types of bags. And guess who's back? Nicole Byer is guest judging. Yeah. So I guess with these COVID times, one of the stipulations is they got to repeat guest judges so that everyone stays, like the contact is minimal with everybody. Yeah, so I guess Nicole and then Lonnie's back next week too. So Great. it's kind of it's kind of interesting. So they're getting this rotating group of guest judges. So they're basically becoming the new Carson and Ross. Yeah, and you know what? I'm okay with it because these two guest judges are great. I love both Nicole and Lonnie. I'm, I yeah. love I love that they brought in two funny black women. That's fabulous. Were there other guest judges that were missing? I don't think so. Um, yeah, like who was? Who were the? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't remember. Okay, great. That's it. That's it. Okay, well, let's get into this ball. So we're going to do some quick nuts and cuts. We're just going to say something real quick about each look. Perfect. Because there's a lot to go through. There we is. is mixed bag. This is coming up with whatever look you want that has a ball in the theme of it. Okay, great. Let's get into it. Okay, here we go. First up is Denali giving us crash test dummies. Mm -hmm. Airbag. Airbag. And I, I love it. Nut. I nut it. I think it's very creative. It's very fun. It was great presentation on the runway. I think it's a great. I think it's a great look. I think it's really fabulous. Super fun. I wish there was more yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Next look is Joey J giving us IV bag. That's right. Don't tell her that's poison ivy on her body. It's just ivy. Well, I mean, I. It's just like it's ivy. I mean, she was just. That's the gag of it, right? I got it. Yeah. Did you get it? Yes. It's just when the judges told her what they saw, she just kept saying, it's Ivy. Like, ex <laughs> I, don't, I just, I don't know. Why does it have to be poison Ivy? It's just Ivy. Well, because that was the first thing they thought of. 
I don't know. I thought of it too. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't even care for this look. This is a cut. I would it's have a cut hard the cord cut. on this. Um, yeah, she's just wearing a nude bodysuit with some <laughs> ivy on it. Doesn't make sense. I, Joey makes no sense to me. All right. <laughs> yeah. After Joey comes. Lalari bag of bones. Bag of bones. So she's got a giant sack at her feet, and then she's rising up with bones coming out of it. I'm going to give this a cut. Uh, I like the bag idea at the bottom, but nothing else. Agreed. The bag, love it. Everything else, not enough. Cut. It's just like sporadic bones everywhere. It's like pick a bone. Like she's got a femur, and she's got her hip bone on her knee bone, mm-hmm. and her like, like I mean, hello, the hip bone is connected to the leg bone. Hello, <laughs> you're on Drag Race. Go bigger. Fill that body thing, that body stocking with with bones everywhere coming out of the bag. Her neck bone is coming out of her ass bone. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Uh, Here comes Elliot giving us gift bag. Okay. I like the idea of this. I like some of the execution, but I wish it wasn't like a mini dress with like tool at the top. I wish it was a big dress and I wish there was like paper just shooting out of it. Yeah, I like the idea of where she was going with it. It's not enough for me. It's too simple. So I'm going I'm to I'm give it a cut. Yeah, it's a cut. Yeah, but I liked where she was thinking of it to go. Yeah. yeah. Here comes old bag, the Amon Diamond. <laughs> that old bag. Uh, uh, not Amon Diamond. Is Mercedes Amon Diamond Tamisha Amon's daughter? I don't think Mercedes is from Atlanta, so I'm going to say no. Interesting, interesting. All right. She's got an Amon in there, though. She does. All right, but we're talking about old bag, Tamisha Amon. Uh, so she's just given us an old bag. Well, you know, a, a woman of a certain age. <laughs> yeah. I like this as a concept. It's, uh, I'm going to give it, an, I'm going to give it a nut. Sure. Yeah, I'm giving it a tiny little nut because I think yeah. it's funny. I like the idea. I like the, the, the take she had on it. She characterized it, it really well. Yeah. Yeah, she did. The actual outfit itself is nothing great, but you know, <laughs> right. I give you enough for characterization. Yeah, I characterize that nut. Here comes Simone giving us Michelle Visage, circa 2013. <laughs> this is actually, a, a, it's a direct Diana Ross reference. With the hair too? White hair? Um, I think so. I saw the image and it was like exact, like giant boobs, skinny body, that dress, and the hair shape. I didn't notice if the white was in it. Yeah, the white's very Michelle now, you know. I like this as a fun bags, right? Fun bags. Yeah. And then she pops them and they, there were just a couple balloons in there. This is super cute. It's giving yeah. me Jimbo. I give it a nut. Yeah, it's a complete look. It's a complete nut. What a love of nuts came spilling out of those boobs. What a surprise. Yeah. And after Simone's big boobies came. And got uh, Mick. Got Mick or Olivia? Oh, I'm sorry. Olivia, you're right. Olivia giving us bat punching bag. And really coming out in kind of a similar look that Simone has already done with the boxing look. Yeah, very funny. The Phantom has come hard on Olivia saying she copied Simone, but she's like, how the fuck can I have copied her if we both packed our suitcases at the same time and we didn't know what was in him? Like, you know what's funny to me is that people actually think they're making these outfits there. Like, that was who yeah. brought this. They both brought it. I guess Simone edged her out because she showed it first. That's it. Exactly. I do like Simone's better. I like the color scheme better on Simone's. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, but it was... <laughs> I like this wig on her. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have got. I mean, she was. She isn't dressed as a punching bag, so it wouldn't necessarily. I don't know. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a cut. I'm gonna get to give this a cut. But I love her hair with this. Yeah, I actually cut it too because you're right. Like, if it's gonna be punching bag, show me a punching bag. Don't show me the person who punches the bag. Yeah, I would. I would love if she came up with a conceptual idea with a punching bag. You know, like. With and that. I think she's capable of it. She seems very creative. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, after this comes Scott make his body bag. Yes. What do you think of this? She just uh, got taken to the coroner's office. They just fished her out of the river. And there's a, oof, that is a long intestine. I'm on the fence with it. So got, a lot of Gottmik's things on this runway are, I get are really fads and things that people are into. I, yeah. They don't speak to me personally. Right. But I'm going to say I appreciate this as what it is, as a as a moment i'm gonna say i'm gonna give it a nut i'm giving it a nut i give it a cut only because to me it's like it's a panel on the front of the body and then nothing else going on like literally nothing else and i just didn't understand how that was an outfit yeah you know what the, the i mean the body bag is really a garment bag that she's wearing and then i, I mean the great thing is like trinity the tuck when she came to all-star she was wearing a body bag and then she came out in this really kind of cool look, right? That's a body bag. Yeah. So again, this is kind of the moment of like, it's not really a bag so much as like just, um, you know, a devoured human. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I get that it's what she, I get that Gottmik is very fashion. I just didn't understand it myself. I'm still going to give it a nut because there's parts of it that I do enjoy. But yes, I agree with you. Right. Here comes Rosé, or should I say the Scottish Teresa Goodeyes. <laughs> with the hairline is that what that she, is yeah no, her whole face just looks exactly like Teresa. all right doesn't it even our confessionals i was like i swear to god you are Teresa. i don't see it but i'm not mad at the reference yeah she gives me Teresa good ice all day good ice judice judice who cares she doesn't even know this is rose giving us bagpipe I think it's wonderful. I think it's creative. I think this is an instance where someone took the reference and like directly and made an outfit out of it. Yeah, and we find that she's Scottish too. And she throws a little Lawrence chin in there. I'm from, I'm Rose from Scotland. Yeah, well, she also put that into her lyric in the first uh, week in the first challenge where she had to write a lyric. She had a line about being Scottish and she said it in a Scottish accent. So I, I think it was... I think Michelle said she just learned that she's Scottish because of this runway. I didn't know like, that. I didn't catch that either. Oh, uh, what did she say? Something about a bonnie, bonnie lass. Something like that. Something about a bonnie lass. That's, that doesn't give me Scottish. No, this gives me Scottish though. She's wearing tartan. She's got the bagpipes coming off her shoulders. I give this a nut. It's a, it's a big old Scottish nut. I absolutely nut this as well. Yeah, this is great. This is really great. I love this conception. The only thing that was missing was Ross Geller playing Celebration on her. Celebration, come on. <laughs> After this comes Tina Burner as Brown bagging it, giving us a. Uh, okay. Now I'm just going to cut this. I don't even want to describe it. It's just I don't like this. So this to me is giving me the same as La La Ree with Bag of Bones, which is that. Uh, I get the, I get what you're going for. I just didn't see enough of the actual concept on you. Yeah, I get it. 
I get it. I just don't like it. Yeah. Uh, and then just like, she didn't really sell it great to me. Like drunk is really, I mean, as actors, we know this. <laughs> Playing drunk is actually much harder than it seems to play drunk properly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is just giving me like dumb, dumb drunk. I don't care for it. Yeah. Cut. Uh, I got cut it. it. You're cut. You're out of my cast. Get out of here. Cut the bag. Let the booze out. Yeah. The booze is seeping out. Here comes Candy Muse giving us magic bag of tricks. Yeah. Bag of tricks. Yeah. Bag of, bag of tricks sounds like a, like a, like a new drag performer. It sounds like um, Bag of Chips is his daughter. Like a Trixie Bag of Hybrid. Mm. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into it. Stop right now. Stop. Okay. She's um, giving latex, which I love this. She's got a latex bunny rabbit on her boobies and a little hat. And then she's pulling out this magic trick. Oh, she's got, oh, girl, this is, this is a good old 12 inches. Uh, pulling this out of her bag. You're having a great time with this runway. <laughs> um, I really enjoy it. I think she looks really nice, and I'm happy with the tricks that she's pulling out. They're 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 fun. They're light. They're having a great time. I'm not it. Yeah, I actually really love this. And then the bag turns into a cape. This yes, probably, that's my favorite part. I think this might be her strongest runway so far. So yeah, absolutely not. Great job, Candy, on this one. And I love latex. So you get a girl. I love I love when uh you know big girls can wear some latex. It's fun. Yeah. After candy comes Utica giving us doggy bag. Yeah. Which I is this like restaurant doggy bag or like a poop bag? I believe it's a poop bag because I didn't see anything restauranty about this. She was dressed as a dog, or she was giving us dog on the runway. Yeah, she's giving us a poodly moment with the hair. Uh, I like this though. This is like a stylized yeah. Utica. She says Tim Burton, Carol Burnett, and that's, you know, I'm getting that stuff now. Yeah. I yeah, will say, she, yeah. Go I ahead. will say that I feel like when they're talking about like drag designers and drag uh, sewers, I feel like she's a designer. I, yes, I, absolutely. I, she, I think she can have a great career as an actual designer after the show. She has a very specific taste level and reference point, and she knows how to mix patterns in a way that works for her. Yeah, and introducing new concepts and ideas that I wouldn't have thought of, and I, I love seeing that. I feel like people are going to re recreate her looks, you know? Yeah. So, absolute nut. I'm here. Yeah, same, same, same. Okay, we're getting into the money ball. Uh, no, no, money no, bags, no. miss money bags. Money bags. There comes our first one. It is Denali. And she has got a long ass nail with a uh, cigarette holder on it. And she's giving us all kinds of Corella DeVille. She's got a beautiful red purse to go with this. That's a good clutch for this. Yeah, I think she looks really great. I love the cigarette holder nail. I think, uh, yeah, I'd nut this. I give this a complete nut. I love the hat. I love, I actually love everything about this. I love that one fur lapel, the one satin lapel, and the nail is just a nice concept. Great for her. Good yeah. for her. Good for her. Yeah. And then after this comes Joey J giving us Austin Powers number two. Number yeah. two. Uh, super villain. Yeah, I'm completely underwhelmed by this and I need to give it a cut. Uh, I like that she used her own hair for this look. I think it's cute. That's going to be a cut still. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm not giving her a super nut, but you know what? She got the nuts in other ways. <laughs> yep, she sure do. 
uh, but this is a cut. Here comes Lala, and she's giving us, as I said, like uh, kind of a uh, colorful leopard print with some yeah. fancy heels, and she's giving us bald, and I like I like her bald. I do too. I like the bald look. Um, I think the outfit is cute. I'm. I just need something more. There's something about this a little too simple for me. I think for what this is, this is kind of like a CEO moment. I mean, Denali did a great job of taking it to the next level. I really love that. But this is just kind of, this is fine enough for me for this. So I'm going to give her a nut. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Oh, you know what? I am going to nut it. Oh, look at that. Change of heart. Yeah, I'll nut it. Great. I do want to say, like, people are giving Joey J a really hard time for using the boy hair, you know? Um Whereas yeah, the, but that's uh, not the problem with Joey. <laughs> no, Joey's... it's a styling issue. But that's like, clarify what your problem, it's not her hair. She just doesn't know how to dress herself. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. Because you can say like, Sasha's a bald queen. I mean, her bald head, that's her hair, right? But she knows yes. she's a designer's eye. She knows how to dress herself. Exactly. So, I, but I'm getting tired of people being like, what? stop using your boy hair. Who cares? Use your boy hair. If you know how to dress yourself, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there are some looks like her promo look. I think really worked with her with that hair. Um, so I, th- I just wish she would lean harder into stuff like her promo look. Yeah, I, I just don't think I don't think Joey knows what she looks like when she leaves the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, here comes Elliot dressed as Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Giving us Colonel Sanders realness. <laughs> it was like. So you know what you look like, Elliot? I mean, she's she's leading her into this deep south, huh? Yeah, yeah, she really is this, um, like, Real Housewives of Dallas moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually enjoy this. It's 100%, I mean, I wish she had a bucket of chicken that sit out of that purse. You love a bucket as a purse. <laughs> bucket is my purse. <laughs> this bitch walks around with a whole bucket being, like, she got her keys in there. <laughs> Got her wallet. <laughs> I'm very trusting. Who needs a closed purse? I can have an open bucket. A bucket. <laughs> Nobody's looking in that bucket for nothing. Um, I think she looks good. I think it's a very nice outfit. I'll nut it. I'm gonna give it an up, but I wish the skirt was a little shorter. That's it. Yep. After Elliot with two pieces of chicken comes. Tamisha. Tamisha Aman giving us your favorite color of green, evergreen. And uh, a flatter wig that she, uh, yeah, flat wig. She's giving us a real woman. This is like a, a pageant interview look, you would say. Yeah. I don't like it though. I give us a cut. You give it a cut? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> She's not wearing a breastplate though. It's kind of nice to not have a breastplate. Oh, good. I didn't notice that. Yeah, maybe I'm lying. Maybe there's a breastplate. No, I don't think so. Here comes Simone giving, all right, here we go. Here we go. Now I'm interested. She's wearing one of my favorite fabrics. It's like this kind of plasticky, uh, shiny fabric. And then this wig. Uh-huh. And this, she's giving a fifth element moment she referenced. And I love this. This is my biggest nut. It is stunning. This person owns the runway. I gets it. love Simone so much. She gets fashion. She knows what works with her body. She knows what works with her face shape. Like, she just gets it. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this look. It's so fabulous. This is the best. Best on the runways, I think. 
Okay. Here's Absolutely. I love, and I love that she had a Fifth Element reference. You know, that's a great fashion movie. I love that movie. I wish um, she had done that in front of Stacey McKenzie because she was in the Fifth Element. Yes, Stacey McKenzie and Chris Tucker. Here comes <laughs> that- Olivia Lux giving us an airline stewardess. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? She's got a cute little cape suit. It gives me airline, though. This feels like somebody on an airline. Oh, I'm not getting airline. I'm getting, like, administrative assistant. For an airline. And, yeah, even the coffee. <laughs> she's, she's serving this coffee to a disgruntled airline customer. And she <laughs> should be checking that bag into an overhead you know, storage. I don't know why she's carrying it on an airline. Aw. I, th- I think she's adorable. I think it's a really nice look on her. Um, it's, like casual but you know that she works in an office building i'm happy with it i give it a cut or not a nut. i give it a nut i don't know she works she works in an airline she doesn't work in an office building not like this. <laughs> no and then the fit on the waist i don't like the fit i don't like it no 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 cut 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 get her off the airline get her off my plane i like it you can stay on the plane olivia you can come to my plane it's too many goddamn stewardesses on this goddamn plane <laughs> Here comes Scott. Nick, now here's what you wear to work. (laughs) (laughs) This says, I'm going up to the 25th floor to own a company. They are wearing (laughs) a pinstripe sequined, uh, like jeweled pinstripe suit, which is interesting. And then the tool coming up the arm, the leg, and then an exposed breast with a jewel and then the Michelle Visage special hair. Yes. How do you feel? I think it's stunning. I think it's beautiful. I have to admit, I'm not a fan of the um, detailing on the side of the pants and the arm, like that tool moment. I've seen it a lot on like Rosé this season. And to me, it pulls me out of the moment a little bit. I don't love it. It feels like a little too much and unnecessary. But I think overall, this look is killer. And I give it a net. I love this Swarovski pinstripe moment. I think that's really cool. And the asymmetry is kind of interesting. Um, but something about it, I just don't love. I would never have thought this is my favorite look when there's people like Simone. Um, so I'm yeah. going to give it, I'm going to give it a nut, but it's not my favorite nut. It's not my favorite. Agreed. But the judges are gagged over it. They are living for it. I'm, I'm not totally, I'm not fully understanding. Okay. Here comes Rosé giving us big business, Bed Bindler. Yeah. I got this immediately. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. It is such a direct reference and i agree with nicole buyer that she needed bigger hair that hair was not big enough for that outfit yeah this is the most direct reference you could do it's literally a recreation of a character from an 80s movie Um, yeah and this is when i like drag to go that extra mile of like you gotta pump things up make the shoulders bigger you know accentuate make a drag Mm -hmm. but i Mm -hmm. love the reference i'm gonna give it a cut though because it bothers me It, yeah, I don't know, and, I, and I'm not even sure why it bothers me. It just bothers me. I feel like Bette Miller did it better. There we go. There I said it. <laughs> Bette Miller wore it better, and she wore her real hair. Um, I'm gonna give it a nut because I do appreciate the reference, and I think it's well made. I just wish that the hair—it's for me—it's just the hair that ruined the outfit. Right. Gotcha. Here comes the next one. Is Tina Burner giving us hounds tooth? And this is kind of just a classic drag silhouette that we've seen quite a few times. You know, nothing new here. Um, And the red hair. And then the hat with the hole at the top. I'm not understanding these hats. (laughs) I'm like, it's clearly just a frisbee that you cut the hole out. (laughs) 
So, I mean, it's overall, it's a nice look. It's a nice look. It's nothing special. I'll give it a nut. Yeah, I'm nutting it. Um, I think it's, it looks, she looks beautiful. And I appreciate that she went houndstooth instead of her traditional colors. Although, and I, and the red hair works for me on this. Yeah, the red hair totally works on this. Yeah, okay, fine, 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 fine. Yeah. After Tita Berter comes um, Candy Muse giving us. See he ho. See ho. She's got little garters with money coming off, little money bows, money hair, a big old money blunt. Yeah. She's seeing dollar bills. I give it a nut. It's a nut. She looks really great. I like this as a concept too. Like she's doing this hair, like hair rollers as like money, you know? It's great. Yeah. I'm into it. This is a great runway for her because her other ones I haven't cared for, but this is a nut. Agreed. Love this blunt. Light it up, baby. Here comes Utica wearing uh, Kimora Hall's 10-pound earrings as uh, <laughs> decals for her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she's giving us another, she's calling it a Carol Burnett moment. I don't know where, what reference this is for Carol Burnett. I'm getting more... Um, Oh, what's her name? <gasps> Julie Andrews in Mary Tyler. No, in uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's like a bunch of references thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. I like this. It's a simpler silhouette for her, which we haven't seen yet. Um, and I think for any uh, for any runway, this is the best one to do that. So I'm going to give this a nut. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely a nut. It's a wonderful look. Yeah. And I love this wig style for her. It's fun. Yeah, great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into their made-up looks now. Their couture bag look. Yeah. But they're making them out of unconventional materials. First up is Denali. She's giving us Day of the... Do- what is it called? Day of the Dead? Day of the Dead, yeah. Dia de los Muertos. Playing into her Mexican heritage again, which I love. Uh-huh. And interesting makeup. She's used a lot of the jewels for, like, the, the sugar skull kind of look. And uh, she used these colorful bags, which is, you know, it's great. Yeah, she's someone who who like really thinks about the look from head to toe and especially the makeup. She really tailors her makeup to the look. Uh, and I really appreciate that. I think it's a very fun, creative take on Day of the Dead. Uh, I give us a really hard nut. I think she's shown a really great runway today and she has shown really great one race since she's been here. She's had a couple misses, but I think overall she's been pretty strong for me. And like, what I love is that she's this athlete She's competitive, but she also just has a conceptual eye for things. So, yeah. And I love that she had this hoop thing going above her. That's just, it made it so much more than anything else. So, exactly. Total nut, total nut, full nut, full yeah. day of the dead nut, full uh, sugar skull nut. Mm-hmm. Joey J. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joey is wearing a nice eye ponytail. And then I don't even know what kind of bag this is. I'm conf- um, I, yeah, I, I'm confused as to what kind of bag it is. Um, I will say it doesn't look like a bag. It looks like fabric that she just kind of pillowed out, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Um, I, I honestly don't hate the look. I think she looks cute. I think it's the great, great hair that she paired with it. Um, it's giving me a little like Minnie Mouse moment. I'm okay with it. I got to give this a cut. Sorry, I was shocked. Um, I am going to give it a nut, actually. Nut? Really? Yeah, I don't hate it. No, I'm staying consistent. I'm just going to keep cutting, Joey. Sorry, Joe. Go for it. <laughs> Here comes Lollary. 
Now this is a nut. She has got bags just glued to her corset. That's it. Did you say now this is a nut? <laughs> yeah. As in like it's nutty? Nope. Um, that was sarcasm. This is not a nut. Oh, you know, I didn't realize she has little sacks. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, I'm looking at this now. She's got the big bags at the top of the corset glued. And then she's got little tiny sacks around the bottom of it that you can't even see. Oh, boy. And then she's got the, well, she's got a fun hair thing. The hair piece is interesting for me. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we love the hair piece. Um, look, here's the thing is that the bags are just thrown on there. Like, there's no pattern. There's no rhyme or reason. She didn't have a vision for how she was going to put those on. And when she ran out of bags, when she realized she didn't have enough. And by the way, there's like five bags. You don't know that you have five bags? Yeah. And here's the thing. You could have cut them in half. Like, you could, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't need them to be, she literally just glued the bag itself onto the outfit. There was no cutting it, styling of it. There was nothing. I, I get the impression that Lala just didn't care about this challenge at all. We saw that when Utica was trying to show her how to use a sewing machine, which she didn't sell these bags on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, so I feel like she just didn't care at all. She was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to throw some bags at this, see what sticks. Oh, some of them are sticking. Some of them aren't. That's fine. This is good enough. <laughs> Listen, this, I is don't... A, this is a re-gift if I've ever seen one. This is None. one of the craziest, worst things I've ever seen. I love that she did this. <laughs> 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 I can't imagine anybody else trying to make this. I'm. Uh -huh. This is obviously the biggest nut of the season. Hands down, 100%. And then I cut that nut in half because I'm lying. It's a cut. Cut it up. Cut it up. Cut this up. Whew. All right, moving on, moving on. Here comes uh, Elliot with two T's giving us, I guess this is a beanbag. It looks like fabric. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, Lala was working with paper bags and then she's got like a full fabric garment. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, this is cute. This is like that Alaska moment. It's, I guess it's like a cow print in pink and white. Yeah. It is cute. It looks very good. It doesn't look like um, like bag material. The only my only criticism of it is that sometimes with these challenges, we still want to we still want to see that it was something else. Like we want to, like I don't want it to look a hundred percent like it wasn't wasn't an unconventional material. Yeah, I like this coat though, and I mean it's a broad panties at the end of it, but the coat is really nice. Um, I just wish her hair was different. This is the hair she walked in with. I just don't like mm. to repeat these things like this. And then, yeah, okay. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a nut. I will give this a nut. Yeah, it is a nut. Tamisha Iman, and she's wearing <laughs> shoulder pads with this. There's a lot happening. I don't even know where all these bags were. What they were before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cut, right. Cut. 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 I don't want to look at it. Cut. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's too much. I'm so sorry, Tamisha, but I, I just can't love this. We're gonna, I really want them to give her a note about the neck thing because she's wearing this huge necklace. I mean, her shoulders are rising up. Like, There's just no delineation between her head and her torso. Right. And she has it. And I want them to tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, but I think it's just this is what we're always going to get with. I don't know if she's ever going to, you know let her next thing go.
Well, if they told her that, she would. Like, tell her. <laughs> yeah. God, somebody tell her about her neck. I'm so Okay, cut, cut, cut. Cut. All right, here comes Simone. Here's somebody who has got a neck. <laughs> She's showing she's got necks, off. Got legs. She's got a beautiful, long pony braided, and then it's this red and white beach uh, bag attire. And she just made it work. I mean, it's not an ex you know, it's not a, a thrilling new idea, but she made it work really well. And it looks like something you could buy from a store. Yeah. I think it looks great. And I think she's working it great on the runway. I'm very happy for her, especially considering how scared she was for this challenge. I uh, nut it. And sometimes going less is more to meet you, Amon. You know, this is less is more, but she just stylized it properly with the right wig. Absolute nut. Yeah. Nut, nut, nut. Nut. Here comes Olivia. Olivia Lux giving us Olivia from the future, giving us holographic Olivia's. They had holographic bags? I wanted to see all the bags they had. I know. Um, I think she looks great. I think she looks like Beyonce in concert. Um, I'm going to nut this. I think she looks awesome. Oh, it's totally a concert look. This is totally Gaga. It's totally Beyonce. I love this. I mean, it's, I mean this is very chromatica. <laughs> I feel like sure. she was inspired by Chromatica with this. I don't think Chromatica had come out yet, had it? Yeah, it had. It came out in the spring. Oh, great. Good for her. Yeah, I'm going to give this a nut. Yeah, I like this on her. And good ideas. Great. Like, she actually, I can't believe she made this. Good for her. Well, she can, yeah, Rose pointed out that she can sew in the workroom. Here comes right. Scott Mick giving us real asymmetry. Um, she, lo she loves her asymmetry. She does. She's got panels just going down her leg. This is just really a thong and a bra. Uh, but giving us like a Miley moment with the hair. You know, she's got a Miley reference. Uh-huh. What do you think? I don't care for it. I just think it's too simple. Like, it's just pieces. It's just panels attached to herself. Like, I don't want to see her undergarments. I don't care for this at all. I don't like it. I mean, they were really gagged on this. And I, I, I can see how it's like it's a moment of like, she she understands like asymmetry and like how to do these things. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't love this look. It doesn't speak to me. So I'm going to give it a cut. Yeah, I'm cutting it too. Um, and because really it's just, there's, there's, she just tied some fabric to her leg. I mean, okay, I don't know. It's a cut. When you see what some of the other people made and then you look at that and I'm like, but you just tied what? Here comes Rosé giving us Rosé, Rosé, Rosé the robot. Rosé the robot. Um, yeah, I think she killed this look. I love the hair. This is a kind. This is drag hair. This is what I want to see. She's um, got crazy wigs. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like some of this. Like, I'm not like crazy about this hair, but I like it with this look. Um, and I, I just like that she goes there. Yeah, me too. Um, I like that um, she gave us a fembot reference, but actually went for it as opposed to what Candy showed us on the first week. Yeah, so she took these back pads and she cut them in half. They're holographic silver. And really, she's just wearing a bra and panties again, but she's attached to them and she's the way she's selling it and moving it, um, I'm into. Yeah. Yeah, it's a complete look. I like it. I'm giving it a nut. I'm going to give this a nut. Yeah, I'm giving this a nut. It's just like the details on it and like the way the, the bra is attached. Yeah, I just like how it's all connected together mm -hmm. all right so Teresa judice gets another nut from me here comes tina burner coming out as uh mrs ketchup yeah 
It was full um, mustard with Mrs. Ketchup on the runway. <laughs> I gotta say, I like this red. I'm working with this. I, I don't mind the color combination on this look. I'm happy with it. I'm gonna give it a nut. It's clean, it fits. I'm happy with it. This is a great fabric. I mean, they had some real like nice leathers and stuff in those bags. Yeah, those of them who got the bean bags, they really lucked out. Bean bags, that's where you gotta go. Mm -hmm. What happened to all the beans? I wanna know. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a nut as well. I like the suspenders. Yeah, this is one of our most, I think this is one of our strongest looks. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives me a concept with the suspenders. I enjoyed that. Here comes Candy Muse giving us girl, school girl bag. Yeah, I think this is super cute. I love this hair. Um, the hair is done by one of my favorite hair designers to follow online, which is Double D Wigs, who's a drag queen in New York called Diana Dash. That's where the Double D comes from. And I think it's just super cute. It works with this outfit. I'm totally into it. Yeah, the wig is perfect for this. I mean, she has a full concept again for this, which I love. And then yeah. the way she did the, the, the bags, the bra is perfect the way the zippers are all on that. And then she just kind of flattened the bags and made it a skirt, but it works. So yeah, yeah I give this a nut. It's a nut. Agreed. The recess nut. Yeah, well, can you bring nuts to school anymore? I don't even know. No, no, you, know, you can't bring nuts to school anymore. You can't even have a peanut butter sandwich. Can you imagine? That's all I ate. Oh, I love a good peanut butter sandwich and jam, jam yesterday, jam tomorrow, jam, <laughs> jam today. <laughs> all right, so that is it. 36 looks. Oh, no, Utica, are you kidding me? The best piece to walk the runway? Oh, I gave up. Okay, here comes Utica. I'm kidding. This is the best look of, on the runway. You're absolutely. She's giving a sleeping bag. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the. This is one of the best created looks I think she's ever done. And just like pairing with these long nails is giving me editorial. The makeup she chose this short little wig. I mean, she's taking. She's a comp, She's a campy comedy girl, but she likes to go to that editorial fashion realm. Yeah. And I'm here for and it. This pattern of of this sleeping bag really fits with like Utica. Like it really gives me Utica. Oh, nobody else would pair these together this way. Yeah. And then the sleeves are a combination and they pop out. This is gorgeous. This is one of the best made outfits they've ever had on the show. It fits beautifully. It looks comfortable. Like I mean, if this... you want to throw a petition about Anastasia Anaquate, you know, um, you know, uh, yeah. quilting. Uh, her look on the show. I mean, Utica has done twice that with this, maybe three times as much. Yeah. This is really impressive. I mean, hers was pre-quilted. Like, like Anastasia literally was working with a piece of fabric and made it something quilted. Um, but like, this Utica piece is just beyond. Like, it's so gorgeous to look at. Yeah, this is like, this, this, is, what I'm, this is what I realized. I'm like, this girl is a designer. She is yeah. going to be like, she could be a huge name in designer. And we haven't really had that in drag yet. So that's a yeah. new, that's a new place that you can take it. Make yourself like a billionaire doing that, Utica. You know, own the town of Utica. <laughs> Buy it. I'm sure everyone in Utica is looking for an outfit just like this. They all dress this way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Smurfs. Yeah. Not. Not. Um. So they find out who the tops and bottoms are. And who are they? The tops are Gottmik, Rose Judice, and Utica. Mm -hmm. And the bottoms are Joey J, Lalari, and Tamisha Iman is coming for the bottom. 
The lady said, go home. <laughs> or she said, you're in the bottom. Yeah. Uh, I agree with these bottoms. I think they had the weakest looks, I feel. Yeah. I would have said, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say Rosé was in my top, and I wouldn't put Got Nick in my top. But Utica was my hands-down winner. Agreed. Utica is my hands-down winner. Um, I'm happy Rosé's up there. I'm okay with Gottmik being up there, but I would have liked to have seen Candy or Denali get a top spot as well. Or even Simone. Yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting who was in the top for that, but that's, you know, everybody's got the choices. Choices. So we, we get into Untucked, then things pop off. Yeah, so the, the, the safe girls are back there. And all of them are kind of like, well, I should have been on the top. Well, I should have been on the top. Um, and then the tops and bottoms actually come in, and that's where things really go wild. Misha was asked, how did you feel about being in the bottom? Or they, it was asked across, they asked all the girls, and then Tamisha said, well, first of all, there's a few girls in here that I don't like. <laughs> that being said, and then they were like, wait, 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 what? And she's like, yeah, I don't like some of you. And Candy's like, well, why are you looking at me? She goes, because you're one of the girls that I don't like. And then it just kind of went off from there. She called her arrogant. She said Candy comes across as arrogant. And then Candy just couldn't deal. And this is actually a moment where I finally started to like Rosé. Because I haven't liked her this whole time. Yeah. Because she gives me an arrogant vibe. Like, she gives me a vibe of, like, I deserve to be here. I deserve to win this. But, like, not in a modest way. But when she, when Candy said, well, do all of you think I'm arrogant? She quickly said, yes, Candy, you know you're arrogant. You're always arrogant. Like, I like that she wasn't afraid to speak up, but she also did it in a kind way and in a way that was kind of like, we all know you. It's fine. We like that you're arrogant. Like, it was kind of like that. And I appreciated that from Rosé. I think what's the wording that Tamisha used of arrogant was just struck a wrong chord with Candy. I think there was maybe another word that could have been used. Yeah. Uh, but that, would, that, that word of arrogant seemed to really trigger her, and she just kind of exploded at everybody and was like, do you think I'm arrogant? Do you think I'm arrogant? Do you think I'm arrogant? And she asked yeah. Elliot, and Elliot's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, you've been telling me you think I should go home every day. Yeah. And um, here's the thing is, like, I think Candy uh, took it too far. Like, it's just a word. It's just someone's opinion. You've been giving your opinion, so relax. Um, but I also think Tamisha didn't need to come like that. Like, she didn't need to, like immediately start and that was tina's problem tina was like well i just asked you how you felt about being in the bottom not how you felt about us so you don't need to go there i like that tamisha i kind of agree but i also like that she was direct in that way like she's very she is a very direct person yeah um so she just tells her exactly how she's feeling although there's not a lot candy can do about that because she's kind of made up her mind so yeah uh for me, it makes great television, though. And I'm, you know, Tamisha could be thinking she's going home. I'm in the bottom. I might be lip syncing and leaving. You know, I'm going to say what I have to say on this. That, that's probably her mindset. Yeah. So she just wanted Candy to know before I go, you know, you need to know that you're arrogant and you're pissing me off. Yeah. I'm not mad at either of them. They made great TV. Um, it's going to be one of those untucked moments we hear before every starting of untucked. <laughs> yeah. Do you think I'm arrogant? <laughs> 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 that's gonna be every episode do you think i'm arrogant oh you're no. not gonna hit me mama <laughs> candy's been very like upfront with how she feels about everything and i think tamisha for the first time is taking that on she's doing the same thing yeah 
So it's exciting. Tell, it's fun. If you can tell people like Elliot, like, I don't think you should be here. I mean, Tamisha basically was saying the same thing to Candy. You know, dish it, but you can't take it is what I'm getting from Candy right now. Yeah. She was giving me very, like, uh, Candy's giving me very Nene Leakes energy, very Vicky Gunvalson, very Teresa, where they want to tell everybody what's what, but they don't want to hear it. They can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. I am intrigued, though. Tamisha is giving me good TV. <laughs> we find out the winner is got Nick. I don't know if that was my choice. It wasn't. It was not my choice. Uh, my choice was Utica. I can't believe Utica didn't win that. That was crazy. I know. Um, however, this is not an excuse to send got Nick any hate. Please. No, it's not her decision. Yeah. Again, just our opinions, and you're allowed to have your own opinion, but don't be an asshole. They were just so gagged over her CEO look that they couldn't, like, they had to give it to her because they said it was one of the best looks they've ever had walked down the runway. I think it was just because she played into Michelle Visage's uh, hair, hairline. Yeah, it was just, it was the white streak. <laughs> I could see myself wearing this. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing your wig, Michelle. Okay, okay. That's like we're with RuPaul. When anybody wears something that RuPaul would wear, RuPaul's like, I could see myself wearing this. Well, yeah, because she looks like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, use your imagination. All right. So, we find that the bottoms are going to be Joey J and Lala. Wee. And that makes sense. Yep. And we're doing Iggy Azalea's Fancy. Lala immediately dives right into it. She knows this is her stage and she's going to be sending Joey home. This is my problem if I had some of these lip syncs. I've been doing Iggy Azalea's fancy parody of Loonies forever. I yeah. never be able to learn the actual lyrics for this. Yeah. I have yeah. my own lyrics for so many songs in my head. So I was not yeah. following along. With <laughs> you, start, you start lip syncing to like the Vicky Licks version of the song. I was. I was basically like, wait a second. Where's the Looney part of this? What's going on? <laughs> they're, for, they're messing up my song. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. All right. So I guess, yeah, Lala was selling it the most. She was just, you know, giving it and letting those bags fly because who cares? She just glued them all together. Yeah. She was basically performing naked. She didn't have hair on. She didn't have an outfit on. It's <laughs> just performing. Vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. And poor little Joey J, who's like, I never wear wigs. He's stuck in this long ass fucking wig. <laughs> I don't think she had a hard time with it. I think she still looked cute doing it. Um, it's just she couldn't, she just couldn't match. Lala. I mean, she looked like Iggy Azalea. She's supposed to be a dancer. I think she really had an opportunity. I just don't think she served it. Yeah, because she really is a dancer. Like, we've seen what she can do. So, like, I wish she had she had really gone for it. And she kind of felt like she was holding back a little bit. I, I felt that, too. But at least Lala, Lala delivered. We get some more Lala re-stapling shit to herself. And that's it. That is the big ball. Oh, my God. What a look. What a lot, what a lot of looks. Yeah. It's a lot of luck. A lot of looks! They have had five episodes. I feel like they've shown off 15 looks already. And you know what? Good for them, because they're getting their money's worth. That's a lot of looks, though, to bring. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oof. All right. Uh, well, that is this week's episode. So, uh, goodbye, Joey J. I, I, listen, Joey's going to have a great porn career. Start that OnlyFans, Joey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know who started an OnlyFans, but it's like 20 bucks, so I don't want to subscribe. Is Gravity Balmain from Legendary. Oh, I love him. Yeah. 
He's a super cutie, and I want to subscribe, but it's 20 bucks. Well, he's he's worth it. I know, this but my thing. credit card says people, don't do it. A lot of people are like, I want to see his dick. And they're like, but I don't want to pay 20 bucks. Well, guess what? He's worth 20 bucks, people. You want to you want to you want to see these OnlyFans things? You got to pay people. Don't nothing's for free, especially if people are exposing themselves. But here's the thing: it's twenty bucks a month, and I can only afford to subscribe to so many OnlyFans. Well, there, that's not his fault. That's your fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm gonna get me a subscription. That's why I need that government money, so I can subscribe to Gravity. <laughs> this is why the Conservative Party hates us. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all just want dick. <laughs> I'm paying five hundred dollars a month for my OnlyFans subscriptions. Hey, listen, you know that those conservative parties who are anti-gay are spending that much money on escorts. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Squirrel Talk. Remember to subscribe, rate, review us, all that fun stuff. Follow us on Squirrel Talk Podcast on Instagram. We, it's kind of a fun play along. You get to listen to the podcast and see the memes at the same time. It's like, you know, it's like, a, like, a, it's like an interactive scratch and sniff. Yeah, catch our references. Mm-hmm. And we are here every Monday for Drag Race UK and every Tuesday for Repulse Drag Race Season 13. And we will see you next week. That's it. Okay, bye, squirrels. Bye-bye now. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.